Sadness, Badger fans. Yeah, it, it stinks to lose. It stinks to lose. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers reaction show to the Purdue loss, Purdue ba- uh, basketball loss. Um, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And uh, yeah, this is a therapy session. Let's talk about it. Hey, Doc, I, I need to talk about it. My head is going to explode. What the heck just happened? It's the therapy session on Locked On Badgers. Man, we haven't pulled that one out in a minute. Um, I'll start here, just with Ethan. Man, I really wanted that one. Yeah. I hear you, Ethan. Like, that That hurt. Um, let's start, though. Again, we, we did add some structure into these shows. Player of the game, something we liked, something we didn't like that may be a little underrated. Uh, Reggie, I'll start. I think, to me, it's 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 Wall. Uh, player of the game. I, I don't even think it's that close. And mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily the points. It's the energy played, I think, consistently from the jump on the offensive glass, taking it to Edie. Uh, not perfect, but like he was just all over the court. So to me, it, um, hats off. Tyler Wall played his absolute butt off today. Yeah, I mean it's clear, clearly Tyler Wall. Like not, I mean he was he wasn't afraid to take it to Edie, although not successfully all the time. He was doing his typical creative, you know, under the basket moves. He was rebounding the ball for the most part. He was playing as good a defense as he really could. I I loved the effort. I I was multiple times I got up off my seat and I was like, come on, Tyler Wall, like get this. I just he he I, he was the only reason that we were even really in many cases in the game at all. And yeah. Tyler Wall, absolutely player of the game, hands down. Give me something. I'll kick this one to you to start. Uh, something maybe underrated or something good and bad from this game for you. Big takeaways. Yeah, so the bad for me is, well, there's quite a bit of it. First of all, rebounds. but Because rebound, and I just think we got outclassed on the rebound um, in the rebound department. And look, I know that we're playing Zach Eady. I know that they're going to out-rebound us. I'm not suggesting they can't out-rebound us, but they don't need to have it be, I think it was like 42 to 20-something. I don't know. something. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but... I mean, there were times where I felt like the team wasn't going after the boards. It was, there was one time where I saw store just hanging out, watching the ball come to him in an offensive, it was an offensive rebound for Purdue. Like those types of things can't happen. And, and the other one I just have to say is I just want Chucky Hepburn to shoot the ball some, I mean, multiple times he's, he's really good. Obviously he's a great ball handler. He's moving into space. He has an opportunity for a floater or a quick step jumper, but he doesn't do it. And he's almost afraid to take the shot. And you can see when he shoots, there's no confidence there. And I, we need Chucky Hepburn. I'm not saying he needs to score 15 points a game, but Chucky Hepburn needs to score because it settles things down. And there are times when, well, you can't get a bucket. We need to rely on him. And right now we're just not able to. Yeah. I mean, those are really good. Uh, I'll, I'll, with with the negative, I'm going to go with Hepburn as well. Uh, I, I mentioned before the show, I thought one of the keys to this game is he would have to outplay Braden Smith. Um, so we would get out, we would get beat in the post with Edie. I actually thought we played Edie pretty well, but Hepburn scored six and like those all came right at the end, you know, off a breakaway dunk, uh, two free throw. Like you got to be more involved, man. You can't, you can't beat a really good team if your starting point guard doesn't score for 38 minutes. And he's better than this. Like, that's that's the confounding part. We know he's better than this. Rajiv, I think this is the fifth time in the last six games he scored six or less. It's crazy. Uh, that's off the top of my head, but it's something like that. 
that's a problem. Like we got to start talking about it because you can't play that many minutes if you're not scoring as a point guard. Um, and and the other part of this is he's not really stuffing the stat box either. Like Braden Smith had 15 today. He also had six boards and like five or six assists. Um, Hepburn had five assists, I think, but he's not giving you a ton on the boards. He's playing pretty good defense for sure. Those two late steals were awesome, right? That's vintage mm-hmm. Chucky. Uh, but you got to score, man, a little bit. You have to be more of a threat. It's almost as if they need it like early in games. They need to call up. They need to call a play for him to get his, just see, let him see the ball going in the hoop. Because I feel like if without his confidence, I mean, this is going to become, now this is two games in a row where, you know, obviously we lost, but it's, he, he's going to continue to kind of go down this road of not wanting to shoot and not being able to. And then all of a sudden you're looking around and if stores on the bench or, Klesman's on the bench. Then, then who's scoring when you got a guy like Zaki in the middle? There was just we were kind of dumbfounded at times to to score, and I think that was a big part of it. Yeah, I want to give you my good though, and I, this is pulling up from a comment from Don't Badger Me as well. Great effort today. Um, I I was really proud of the team's effort. I, I thought this this was not a loss, um, and we had a comment earlier from I think Michelle that said three and nineteen from three. That's one of the reasons we lost. Uh, effort was not a reason we lost tonight. Uh, even even up until the end, that is as frenetic and as engaged defensively. The, those late presses. How many? We forced Purdue to take two timeouts trying to inbound the ball. We had two turnovers off that press. Uh, quite frankly, we should have had a turnover because I think he stepped on the inbounds line. <laughs> the refs not, at the end were a little bit sketchy. I don't like right, that. You're not blame the refs guy. Bring it down, buddy. Nope. You're not Can't blame the refs. Guy. Cannot blame the refs for this. Um, no. But I I loved. That's my good. This team, they wanted this. They played hard. They they gave it incredible effort. There are reasons we lost. Effort was not one of them for me. Yeah, I totally agree with you on this. Um, but I'm going to just throw another one in there. I'm going to give my good to Chucky. Uh, to Chucky. It's Connor Seijin. I love the energy that he's bringing up the bench. And I know he's had a really up and down season where he's not getting minutes and he is getting minutes. Today he had 12. And, you know, he's not lost his confidence to shoot. And I appreciate that because I think he's taking a couple of the shots were a little, a little strange, but he, he's taking good shots. He's not afraid to come out there and play. And I, and I love that effort. You're talking about a guy who's literally seen the barely seen the floor. And mm-hmm. now against the second ranked team in the country, he's asked to do, to play a big part. So credit to him in the way he played off the bench. I, I, I want to see him play more. I think he's now earning his way onto the, the court more. So let's hope that continues. Yeah, Connor's interesting. I, I do also want to give credit to Purdue. Purdue's really good. Uh, we talked about it before. Like, th- that's a really, really good team. And all, all credit deserved there. You know, um, they didn't play their best game either. Uh, but, yeah, the Connor thing's interesting to me because here's a guy who comes in. He sparks kind of that second half run. He goes three or four, hits that kind of baseline shot, uh, makes a couple really nice cuts. Uh, doesn't – he plays okay defensively. Look, that's never going to be a strength, but I think he's gotten better there. I don't know what it's going to take to get Connor more consistent minutes at points, Rajiv. And there, there's a point in this game, and I'm not suggesting this in the bigger picture, but there's a point in this game where, again, Hepburn's not scoring. And and Chucky has, what, six points in nine minutes? Or, or Connor, I mean. Connor has six points in nine minutes, and Chucky's not scoring. There is, I know you're giving up some stuff offensive or defensively, but there's a point you need some buckets, man. And mm-hmm. I would love when one of the players is on a bit of the heater. We talked about this before guard to just kind of let that dude cook a little bit because it's it's a lot to expect Connor to then sit for that and come back in and hit big threes when you absolutely need them 
And you know what? Like, and you've said this before, I think, many times about playing small ball a little bit. Let's let's get some more guards out there. That doesn't have to. We can't. We can only just play with those one and two. We can play with three, even four guards at times, and make a small lineup. Allow there to be guys that can score from different ways on the court at the same time. Because right now, sometimes it's too predictable, and and I think that that's got that's got to change. I do need to to say one thing. I also want to say about Purdue. Fantastic. Look, this team has. Incredible. Okay. Zach Eady's amazing. He's virtually unstoppable. Um, Braid Smith, uh, lawyer Jones, like they're, they're where they are for a reason. And they're going to win this big 10 conference for a reason. Um, my niece, it's her birthday. It's her, it was her birthday this week. She went to the game with my sister and my brother-in-law. They both went to Purdue. So I can understand why my niece is wearing a producer, but they did go to the game. Happy for you, Neela. Uh, congrats on the win, but Sucks for the rest of us. I'm not going to congratulate you, Neela, on the win. <laughs> I don't care. So, sorry. 16th uh, birthday, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday for sure. But I'm not congratulating you on the win. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you're kin to my good friend Rashid. Um, all right, we'll take a break there and then just get into a bunch of your comments. Guys, who are your players of the game? What's frustrating you? Does this alter your big picture outlook of this team? I want to talk about that next uh, coming up on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. Handle is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Um, Y'all know that it's where we go because it's easy, it's simple, it's fast. Those are like tenets of my life. I need things that are easy, simple, quick. Uh, The user interface is incredible. They are the official sports book of the NFL for a reason. Obviously, Super Bowl is coming up, but college basketball, NBA, a ton of action out there. And you can do all of the action on FanDuel. Any type of uh, bet, parlay, future, spread, teaser, plus all the sports are all there. The payouts are incredibly simple, incredibly, incredibly quick, incredibly easy. Uh, there's a reason that we use it. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. They are the official sports betting partner of the NFL and a reason that we go and when we need to place a bet over on the LockedOn network, we do it all on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, Rajiv, um, let's let's throw some comments up. What do you got up there that you found was interesting? Uh, <clears throat> so we already think, yeah, where, where did I put that up there? Yeah. Thomas Miller says uh, guards outplayed UW and that could not happen for us to win today. Chucky was very absent. I think guard needs to push him taking the mid range mid post jumpers. So do you think that, like this is, do you think this is coachable to this, to an extent? I mean, how do you feel like Chucky moves forward from here? I mean, and do you think guard really gets involved in that? I don't know. It's super weird to me. Um, it's almost like, right. What did Chucky hear all last year? And I can tell you, he heard some of that in social media, dude, you're shooting too much. Like, dudes, run the team, find the open guy, stop taking jumpers, right? And now that pendulum, and it's weird because it really wasn't as much at the beginning of the year, but it feels like it's swung to the point where he's only looking to set dudes up. Um, so, and that's, I guarantee you that's not what Great Guard's saying. Great Guard's definitely not telling a guy who's a career really good three point shooter to be like, no, dude, pass that up, pass that up. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's some type of injury that's lingering, if it's a mental block at this point. He has just stopped shooting. I'm telling you, there's a run here where, he scored six points in five of the last six games. I think that's incredible. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I have no clue what's happened to this, to, to a really talented offensive point guard. Right. I mean, just from, from our perspective, for me, it looks like it's a mental thing. Cause he, he's in a situation where he's like, Oh no, I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to do that. Even though I'm going to just dribble around. I'm going to try to find someone else. Maybe find a cutter. I mean, he's the assists are great. That's fair. Um, but, and I was looking for a comment, but I didn't see, there's been many in here about it, but I think we should talk about AJ store a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's I think he had a, he had a very rough game and I just, 
look, I, I know he's good. I know he's really, really good. And he's got, he, he brings a ton of athleticism and there's a time when we need him in the game. But man, once again, I think his shot selection is very iffy. There were times where early in the shot clock, he's taking these jumpers that are very contested and you can look elsewhere. That being said, I do appreciate the aggressiveness. I, I mean, you have to give him that. You have to say, like, we when sometimes when we need a guy to make a bucket, he's out there trying to make a bucket. And I give him that. But that sometimes it's like what we said last year a lot. That can't be the best shot we can get. You know, a contested three or a contested jumper, mid-range jumper, when someone's all up in store's face cannot be the best shot we take. And I just and obviously he just missed a lot today, too. Like he he shot a horrible field goal percentage. If he was making them, it would have been a different game. Uh, but it's just at some point. I just think that that shot selection is really, really iffy at times, and it does hurt us. It just, it, it just does. Yeah. So, store the store conversation is super interesting to me. Um, there, because he took four threes. I would say two of those were definitely looks that I kind of winced at. Right? They were quick in the shot clock, contested. Um, but he missed four or five mid range jumpers that people have been clamoring for him to take. Uh, you know, so. Some of those mid-range jumpers, like you want him to take those shots, and he's just going to – sometimes those shots just don't go in. Also, when I think six or seven from the line, like he was the guy kind of consistently getting to the free throw line, um, putting some pressure on Zach Eady in the paint. I'm, I guess I'm just not quite as frustrated. Like I guess where I'm at is, yes, like this is a bad AJ Store game. Everybody can – he was 4-15 from the field. I don't hate some of those looks. Some of those looks he's going to bang in other games. And what I've said about AJ Store, I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty consistent on is – He's kind of a bad shot taker, but he's also kind of a bad shot maker. And he's just going to have to kind of live with that. He's got a little Johnny Davis in his game where he's not always taking the cleanest looks, but he's athletic enough to hit him. And if you want him taking those open mid-range jumpers, you can't be too upset when he misses them. Yeah. I, I hear you on this, though. That, like, there were shots absolutely where I was like, ah, oh, dude, that's that's early in the shot clock. But I think that's just part of the bag this year. And you kind of have to live, for better or worse, ride that wave to some degree. Um yeah, it is kind of a fine line, right? Like there are times where you're like, okay, he's got to take those, but it's like most of us can feel that. We're like, geez, do you really need to take that shot? Is that really the best you can do? And that's what's frustrating. But again, like you said, we we want a guy who's willing to do that and take those. I, I think I would have liked to have seen more aggressiveness out of Klesman tonight. I think there were times where, I mean, he's obviously a great shooter and there are times where he actually passed up the ball. I'm like, dude, you got to go make a, make a bucket. And, you know, when there were times where I'm looking out on the floor and, you're just like, where is our next bucket going to come from? Because Chucky's not taking it. Store is not making it. Um, you know, if Wall's not out there, it's like, where's our next bucket coming from? And I wanted it to be from Klesman. And many times he did. I think he, he had 14, 10 points tonight. Good, good overall game. Uh, but I, I want him to take more. I feel like that's the guy that I want to take some of those shots that may be a little iffy. Because frankly, he just shoots it better. At least he's shooting it better right now. Yeah. He's got an on-off switch, though. Um, yeah. A couple of... From Thomas, Thomas Miller's a, a really, really good dude in the chat. And Brian as well. Both said AJ needs, needs to attack in the rim. I agree with that. I would like to see more AJ just getting downhill and honestly just trying to a draw contact, finish in traffic. I would like to see more of that. I agree with that point. I think he could put pressure on the rim. Going back to Klesman, I remember several weeks ago, and I wasn't on your show, but I listened to it because um, you guys put out really good content on the Bucky Report. And you talked about the idea, is, is Klesman a star? And – in my head, and I remember I talked, I texted Justin, I think coming up before the next game. I'm like, I bet you Klesman doesn't score 10 this game or 15, whatever it is, because he's too, he has too much of an on off switch. I agree with you. I want him shooting more. 
because he shoots it really well. He's a great floater game. He gets in the paint. He makes passes. Mm-hmm. Like he can be a facilitator in a point guard type of sense. He hits open threes, but he's he's not consistently aggressive enough, you know, to be that. That's why he's not a star. Is because he doesn't look for a shot enough. This is a game we needed at home. He had seven shots, and one or two of those came late. Right? That's not enough, especially in a game when Hepburn doesn't score. Your starting backcourt is basically it's not nearly aggressive enough. Yeah. I mean, he could be a star. You're right. If he took, if he took these shots and he needs to take more, I've just been really impressed with how good he, when, when that switch is on, as you say, he's been extremely effective, making some really tough shots, like, and, and, and looking really smooth the way he does it too. And like the floater game is good. I do want him to play more. I think he need not play more, shoot more. He needs to take a more active role. And I mean, obviously right now store is kind of taking that active role of, you know, when, when, when the chips are down, we got to make a bucket. I'm going to find a way to try to score. And sometimes that plays, sometimes it doesn't, but if Klesman does that more often, I think we're more successful. Oh, and Chucky for that matter, both of our guards, you got to just shoot the ball more. Yeah. Uh, agreed there. I like this comment here from Michael uh, Jadar and I apologize if I mispronounced the name. Second chance points killed us. You cannot give that up when Zach Eady's on the free throw line of all places. <sighs> that was one of the, that's that bad moment. That was that really bad moment where we were, they were up to Edie missed the front end. We didn't get the rebound, which I frankly thought that should have been a foul on that rebound, but okay, whatever. And then they go down. We, we, you know, they, they make a bucket and then Max misses the front end. That say that sequence right there pretty much just said, okay, that's, that's going to be the end. Now, credit to the guys. We did have a chance even later than that. And the, the defense, the steals, like we had a chance. Uh, but that was one of those key moments where you can look back and say, probably the turning point right there. And I don't want to overreact to this game. I thought we would lose this game. Uh, Purdue's really good. And I, again, I am very proud of this team for battling their asses off. They never gave up. They never threw in the towel. And they almost manufactured a what the hell just happened type of comeback opportunity, right? They they almost just came up with a an opportunity to at least get the ball back down three. In a game where they probably shouldn't have been in that spot. So I really, I love that about this team, the way they battled tonight. And they just shot poorly, right? They shot, they didn't hit a three in the second half. Like, you're not going to beat Purdue if you don't hit a three in the second half. And they're in good looks. The fact like, that we were even close to winning that game when we we missed all of our threes is shocking, actually. No, I would say, like, Purdue's going to say, well, Edie didn't play very well. Edie did, did not have his typical game, for sure. Uh, some of that... I thought Wisconsin played played them really really well as well as you could. Crowd battle. I thought Winter Winter had a couple possessions where he forced mm-hmm. misses. Those are huge minutes for Nolan Winter. Like yes, he's overmatched right now, but it's coming together slowly for him, and that's going to pay dividends next year and the yeah. year after for him. Yeah, this is a comment from Big Time Boiler Boiler fan. Thanks for joining us. Good game, guys. Looking forward to the rematch in Mackey. Edie didn't look himself today, but credit to that Wisconsin defense. Probably had something to do with it. Yeah, I think that we. I, I will say, I think that the the plan was was good. I mean, we obviously doubled him in times, and and you saw Wall kind of flashing down there. And I think that you know we we did play him well. We played him well enough to beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. What what we, you know what we didn't do is make enough buckets and that's just going to happen. We didn't get enough rebounds and you're playing the second best team in America, probably arguably the best team in the country. I mean, yeah. there's I think UConn obviously is up there in Houston and Kansas, but this is one of the best teams in America. Where we are, I don't know. This was a really tough week for us and we we're going to need to bounce back quickly. We've got two back-to-back road games now, which we need to win both of them. And winning on the road, as we've said many times, is really difficult. So it's going to be a, it's, it's kind of like a test now. Like this is a really good, this is a turning point for our season too. So we, you know, we had our first really bad week. What, what do we do from here? Do we go into a shell, maybe lose a couple more games or do we come out firing against 
frankly, two bottom of the ba- the bottom of the barrel Big Ten teams in Michigan and Rutgers and get wins. Yeah, all right, we'll take one quick break, uh, friends of the show, and a thank you to everybody. Coming back, I do want to talk about two kind of things here. A, does this change your perception of the team overall, the last two games? Does it does it significantly alter that perception? Um, and then are there any changes that need to happen going forward? Plus, we got a couple comments I really want to talk about. And I want to hit on the refs because we have a ton of comments about the refs. Uh, so we're going to do all that next, coming up on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break uh, for all of our friends of the show. And a quick second just to say thank you to every single person joining these uh, – chatting with us it sucks to lose but if i feel better like talking to y'all about it and putting it into the community so thank you um for giving us any of your time it really means a lot all right let's start here because a lot of comments about the refs um i'll just throw up one of them i just started one of them but we had several comments with the refs. so jake um good friend of the show jake says has anyone mentioned the refs weren't very good i'm not a ref guy i did i'll just be honest i that be super let me be super clear that it does not mean I was not losing my mind during the game over several particular calls that I felt could have gone in a certain way and did not. So I'll be super clear on this. I didn't think they had a great game. Um I thought that that call on uh, Chucky Hepburn when they had him uh, trapped in the corner, I thought that was a weak call. I thought he probably stepped out of bounds on the end line. However, I always will gear it back to the team. Make a three-pointer in the second half. Don't, don't lose the rebounding battle by 15. Uh, have your starting point guard more, score more than six points. Like, to me, you look at those things before you look at any referee stuff. I agree. And it, it is it is obviously easy sometimes to blame the refs. And I'm with you. I never like to blame re- games on refs because you put yourself in a situation to be in a close game or down or whatever. That being said, I think that you <clears throat> you obviously can look at it. I, I was one of, So you guys know I'm from Indiana. And one of my – I'm from actually the town where Purdue is in Lafayette. And one of my really good friends from high school, and he and I were texting during the game. He's a big Purdue fan, and he was like, "Look, we're we're in, we're um, we're going back and forth about the refs." And he's like, "Look, we're looking, watching the same game in different colored lenses. Like I'm seeing the same things the other way that you are." So I mean, you know, there were definitely times when, like, he was he kept texting me like moving screens. Why are they, they going to call moving screen on Wisconsin? So we obviously don't see the things that happen on the other side as much as we we probably should. There were some bad calls for sure. I think Braden Smith likes to push off a lot, and I don't like that. They called him on it once, but I'm sure there are calls that you can look at, at you know, if you're a Purdue fan and say, what the heck is going on with this? And, and they're fouling Edie and things like that. So I get it. What I think was really bad is the end of the game sequences were, were bad. I think that's where the refs kind of lost a little control. You know, I mean, they, they really weren't. I didn't think, I don't think they called a very good end of the game. They, they obviously, like the Klesmet, um, you know, elbow to the face. I, that to me was a good non-flagrant call. I don't think it was flagrant. You could argue, because my Purdue fan fan, my Purdue fan friend is texting me, well, Klesmet initiated the contact. You could argue wow. that's not even a call. But I guess what I'm saying is like, however you look at the game, there's, there's uh, issues on either side. I don't blame games on refs. Do I think they had a great game? No, but... Was it probably equitable in the end? Probably. I don't. I don't see it from a Purdue fan perspective, so I don't really have their perspective. But I, it's just it is what it is. You got to make more shots, like you said. That's it, and I guarantee you. Here's the thing: I absolutely guarantee you, Greg Gard doesn't go in the locker room on his whiteboard, and the first thing he writes up is it's the refs' fault, right? Like, so it's it's not the refs' fault. Purdue's a better team. They played like it. We had to play really well to beat them, and we had a shot, and we didn't play well enough. That, that that's it. Like that's. Their backcourt outplayed us. Um, Bo Dragon says the Purdue guards are going to destroy us for the next three years. They are smooth. I don't know. We'll see what Daniel Freitag has to say about that. Um, 
Yeah, we're we're going to get better too. We're going to get better too. I, I do want to put this up there because this is a kind of more big picture thing. And I want the thoughts in the chat too. And then we have a few more comments I want to get to. Last two games, did they change your perspective of this team, Rajiv? The last two games worry me. I, I don't, I, w- I wouldn't say they changed our perspective a little bit, but they just, they put up some red flags. And you've heard me say before, scoring droughts is something that this team hasn't had this year. Now you can kind of see, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like I can see some of those offensive scoring issues. There are times where I watch the game and I'm like, where's the next bucket coming from? I'm not really sure. With If store is not hitting a higher percentage, it looks a lot worse than it probably is. Should it change people's perspective? I don't know. Does it change mine? A little bit. To be honest, it does a little bit. I hear I'm thinking, okay, top 10 team. And you know me, everyone in this chat knows that I'm, you know, very prone to the hyperbole and the, you know, like we're incredible. And yes, I, I, I do get like that. And it's just part of who I am. And so I was thinking top 10. I was thinking maybe we can beat Purdue and maybe we can beat Nebraska and Purdue. And then we're a final four team and blah, blah, blah. I think it just brings us down a little bit to say, okay, you're not the best team in the conference. Maybe you're the second, maybe you're the third. Obviously, we're a tournament team. I still think we're a sweet 16 team. Um, do I think that we have the tools for a deeper run? Yes. But you can't play the way you did in the second half against Nebraska. You can't go 0 of 10 or whatever from three against Purdue. You can't get out-muscled rebounding against teams. That's where I think it hurts a little bit. Is I feel like we some flaws have been exposed in the last couple of games that hopefully do not continue past this game. Uh, P says, I believe P's always a good member of the community. No, I don't I don't think it it changes my perspective. I, I really don't. It, listen, again, guys, sometimes it's so it's so hard to zoom out and look at the bigger picture when you're in the moment of a loss and losing sucks. Like it stinks. I'm a couple IPAs in. I'm standing up the whole game. I'm losing my mind. I'm yelling at the refs. It sucks because we could have won this game. But you zoom out and just let's look at it in cold, like black and white lettering, right? A, a road overtime loss in overtime to a team that hasn't lost at home and then a loss to maybe the best team in the country that you had a chance at the end. That I don't think that should change your perspective of the team. Now, I'm not telling anyone else what to think. I'm just saying from my, my opinion, that should not change your perspective. It's super easy to lose at, on the road in the Big Ten, and Nebraska plays well there, and then you lost to Purdue. Purdue might but be let the me ask country. You, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this, though, Ryan. Like, How do you feel like these two losses affect the psyche of this team going forward? Right, Because it's not just about, like, okay, maybe we are still as good as we have been throughout the year, but – now, like if your confidence is shaken a little bit here, do you think this is going to affect them? And now again, you got two road games coming up now that really are games that if we don't win those games, that those are big. That, that would be a, a, a big loss. Like you don't want to lose those games. Michigan and Rutgers are games that you need to win. So that's. Do you think that this affects the team negatively going forward as far as how they are feeling and how they're playing? Uh, I mean, certainly without being in the locker room, it's impossible to say. But what I would say is, it better not. Right, like this is this is why. What what do you hear, and what is one of the truths of college basketball? There's a couple real truths of college basketball, right? Um, one of them is guards win, and one of them is experience matters. And there's a couple more for sure. But this is such an experienced team. Two losses in conference better not freaking rattle them. And if it does, then we're there's there's something in the locker room that's not quite right, right? If if it does, then we're overrating the leadership ability of. of and I don't think we are, by the way. So I don't think it's going to really impact them because that's why you have a veteran team, right? That's why you have a veteran coach. That's why you have veteran assistants. Everything on this roster is veteran down to John, basically until you get to John Blackwell. So um, no, to me, it shouldn't. 
it's because otherwise, what's the point of having a veteran team? Is is what I would say. Um, but if it does, like if this spirals, then yeah, then we aren't who we thought we might have been. But uh, again, consistently, I think I've been a, just a tick lower than you guys on this team. Anyway, this this kind of feels like about where I thought we'd be, which is I think we're going to be ranked like 14th in the next ranking, somewhere in that range, 15, 16, mm-hmm. somewhere. That's really good still. You know, like let's not lose sight of what is still ahead of us because of what we just saw the last two games. Yeah, most definitely. And I think we're, you know, for me, obviously, I want to finish as high as we can in the conference. I'd love to win it. I don't think that's going to happen anymore, of course. Uh, but a top four seed in the tournament is, I think, a really good goal for us to to have because then, you know, you're technically favored to get to the Sweet 16. Um, you've got some favorable matchups there. I feel like that's hope. I'm hoping that's what we get. Top four, get to the Sweet 16, and then anything can happen. Um, but there's still a lot to play for. There's still a lot to play for. I mean, we are, we've, we've had, I think, in general, most Badger fans would probably agree that we've, you know, we're, we're out playing where our expectations were. I don't think anyone thought that we were going to be tied with Purdue coming into this game with a chance to, to have an outright, you know, shot at the title. That's, I think we, we've done great. We've, we've done excellent this year. We've, we've played higher than sort of a lot of people thought, and we just have to keep going. And I think that's where I'm really looking at these next couple of games. That's, it's going to tell us a lot about this team because that, that Nebraska loss was pretty devastating definitely devastating for all of us and all of you listening. And then of course today, best team in the country. So what happens now? That's I'm really interested to see what we do next. Cause it, it's going to make or break kind of where the season goes from here. Are we staying up here? Or are we kind of going down like this? I think we bounce back. I think I, so too. I, I think you saw the energy from this team tonight. They care. They give a crap. Um, I want, I want to throw some lightning kind of comments in here. Don't badger me. Nolan needs to see one go down. He's, he's been having a tough go offensively. Yeah, uh, I know Nolan's your dude. I thought he had some really nice moments defensively today, but he he needs to see a couple go down. He does, and I think that the confidence is going to grow with him. And I mean, you look, he's getting into the good spots. That shot late in the game when we were down, I think five, and he had a three that he missed. And it's uh, like, boy, if that goes down, the Cole Center would have erupted, and it would have been just so great. But th- that's coming though. Like, like he has that in his locker. If you you know you watch film from him in high school, like he has it. He can shoot. It's going to take some time. He's adapting to the game. I think he is still going to be a really massive player for us, uh, you know, in the future. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I, I mostly agree. I'm I'm a little more wait and see because you you got to see it translate, right? It doesn't always sure. translate. Um, but yeah, that would have been a huge shot. Phil Bladen says, "Explain why every team going forward doesn't just aggressively double the post against Wisconsin to take away easy buckets." I would. So here's here's I want to talk about this really quick because I feel like this is. And this doesn't make me right or wrong in any way, uh, but I feel like I'm more on an island with the way Wisconsin attacks out of a double. I actually don't really hate it for the most part. You can't just, but the thing is, you can't really look at Purdue, right? Because Purdue is so good in the post. Like, I, but in general, teams double. Crowell's really patient. I think fans don't really love that, but I, I, I think he usually makes a, the right decision. So I don't really hate it. Uh, is is my long my my kind of long answer to that question? I don't think you can look at Purdue and, and extrapolate a lot out of that because they're so unique defensively with their size and their aggressive ability. I like Crow getting doubled because he's a really good passing postman, and when he doesn't double, he kind of goes to work. I, I don't hate it. Is where I'm at on that. Yeah, I feel like it's we're we're good enough that we can adapt to both situations. If we get if he gets doubled and if he doesn't, we're okay doing both as long as you know. Yes, people have to move properly and we've got to find cutters and i think store i mean i'm sorry crowd can do that he's a good pastor as you said so yeah i'm i also doesn't bother me i just want to be able to play well in, in both against whatever defense we're playing against then i think we've proven that we can do that 
I love Skyler coming in and unseating Rajiv as the optimist. I still think this team could be a Final Four team if a wall is a little more aggressive and Storr settles into more of a role player, uh, slashing open spot of threes. I like the optimism. Like, this team could go on a run. I, I definitely could go on a run. I don't think it's a Final Four team, Skyler, but listen, if, if it is and we're there for it, you know we'll be celebrating all the way. So And it's in Phoenix this year, which is not too uh, far from me. I'll go. <laughs> I love it. Um, Sebastian says it sucks getting glimmer hope that we could win the league only for it to be dashed in six days. I listen, Sebastian, this is a great comment. Cause this is how literally I felt the second the game ended on city coming into my office and jumping on for this show. I was thinking to myself that exact comment. I'm like, man, I, I allowed myself to think that we could actually win this conference, which is so special to me, to me personally. I just love winning this league and Man, I, I I really hear you, Sebastian. It's just it just stings, and that's just that's just sports. Sports sucks sometimes, you know the pain, and but we just got to bounce back. And yeah, we're not going to win the league, but we can still have a great season without winning the conference. And let's hope that's what we have. Yeah, Angelo says uh, this team is a top fifteen team, frankly, not top ten. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, and that's, that's by the way, again, that's really good. Like, if you are a top fifteen ish team, listen, I'm not here to try to put a bow on a loss. I'm, I'm not, I'm just in big, in the bigger picture. If that's who you are, there's 340 other teams that would like to be in that spot. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, like it shows in, in the, in the results that we've had, you know, we've lost to Arizona, we've lost to um, Tennessee, we lost to, you know, Purdue. Like that's, so we're, you're right. We're not, we're not good enough to beat those teams on a consistent basis, certainly. And, you know, we're, we're probably in that 15 range, which is probably where we're going to be this week anyway. Uh, Scotty six pack says Wisconsin outscored Purdue by 10 points in the paint. Uh, and no other team has a Zach Eady. Yeah. That's a good reason why that's something that you take from this. You know, I thought, and that a lot of it came down, down to wall though. And that's the type of game that he played in there. Uh, Michelle Richard said positive from day, only five turnovers. Yeah, and and then, listen, that is really, that's a really good point, Michelle, because I mean, that's, you're talking about a team that, that, uh, I don't know. I don't have the numbers of what Purdue forces and turnovers, but they have a lot of very quick athletic guys and they will force turnovers. So it's, we definitely clean that up. Clearly that was a message after the, the second half against Nebraska, where we just turnover machine all over the place. So that was good. I mean, we, we, there are a lot of bright spots that we can take from this. It's, it sucks because it's a loss and you know, you, you're all you're feeling is that pain, but Tyler wall, what a performance and the, the no turnover, yeah. you know, only five turnovers. And, the way that we battled so many positives to take because had the end of the game, had that sequence that we talked about where, you know, Edie missed that free throw and we missed the rebound. If they had that gone differently and we'd have won by two, we'd be going absolutely nuts right now. And there would, and we'd be talking about all these positive things. So it's, it's really worth it to bring up these positives because there were a lot from this game that, that you can take. Yeah. You, you punched, you punched with one of the best teams in the country. And that, and that's what I said in the show. You just have to stay in there and keep slugging away. And for most of the game, they were able to do that. I love this comment from Kedrick. Uh, after losing a game that UW was supposed to lose to a national title contender, the Padgers actually picked up a tenth of a point in adjusted offense and defense at Kedcom. Things, period, are, period, <laughs> fine, period. Kedrick's a great dude, man, and, and honestly one of the sharpest people in the community. So he brings up a good point. It's so easy, and I do this. Like, this sucks. But, again, zoom out, understand how good Purdue is. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. I wouldn't, Again, mm-hmm. I don't tell anybody else how to fan uh, or try not to. I, I love this coming from Will Hanna. It just says most times the better team wins. I mean, Will, that's exactly right. That's it's it's as simple as it is, and it's it's true. I mean, we're just not as good of a team as Purdue is. It's just that simple, and we have to face it. And sure, we I certainly was one of these guys that was like, we're better than Purdue. We can be better. We're not, and 
we might we might beat them at times, but they're going to win most of the time, and that's a great comment. Uh, let's do final thoughts here, Rajiv. Um, any any final thought bouncing around in your head from this one? I mean, for me, it's just all about looking forward. We have got to really, and I don't know. I think I don't know if we play on Wednesday or not this week. I don't know what our day is, but I think Michigan is our next game, and that it's all about that response, man. To me, it's like this is what it's all about. We've got to the the, the college basketball season comes quick and fast. You're playing two games a week. And very quickly, if you don't adjust and you don't bounce back, you can find yourself moving down those standings very quickly. And and we've, we've got kicked in the teeth this week. And that happens. It's okay. It's college basketball. This is what it's all about. You want to be tournament, tournament ready. You want to be, you know, you got to face adversity and come back from it. So I want to see a great, great reaction on the Michigan game and show everyone in the conference that we we do belong up at the top. Maybe not at, not higher than Purdue, but we belong at the top. Yeah, that's a good one. The, the response factor is a great one. I, I would say to me, any final thought that we have maybe – I like some of the auxiliary pieces, how they're, they're playing up around. Uh, I thought Connor had some nice minutes today. I thought Blackwell had a bit of a bounce, a bit of a bounce back moment, um, nice three in the corner, uh, a couple nice moments defensively as well. I liked – I know he looked a lot match. I like Winter getting out there and battling, you know. So I think a lot of those little pieces starting to come together makes me feel a little better. Um, my biggest concern going forward is still, I don't know what's going on with Hepburn, and it's going to be difficult to win if you consistently don't get any real offense out of him because he's not even really setting a lot of guys up with spoon-fed layups, right? A lot of his assists are kind of plays at any point. I hate to say, are plays that most Big Ten point guards can make. So. It's a bit of a black hole offensively, and it's hard to win when you're getting that and Max Klusman's a little inconsistent and Store has maybe a bad game and Powell's getting overpowered in the post. It all, to me, comes back to Hepburn. We have to get him back to what he was early in the year. It, yeah, totally. Absolutely right. Because he can, like you said, he can kind of fill those gaps when you do have those moments where the guys aren't all you know, at the top of their game and no one's really firing on all cylinders. He has to be that guy that can step in and say, okay, I got this. And I think he did that a lot in the Nebraska game. Like, obviously, we didn't not too well, but there were times where he came in and we settled things down. You know, after they went on their big run, we kind of came back and had a little mini run of our own. And that's so he did that in that game. This game, he really didn't do it at all, except at the very end with the steals, which, which is great. And that's what he needs to focus on. Just keep doing that. I love fans. Like uh, Mike says, I hate losing, always will, no positives. Listen, that's, that's a fair response. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong on that. That is a, a very fair response, man. It, it helps me, Mike, to um, to find the positives, which is why I do it. But I, I I totally hear that argument. I have a lot of friends who are similar fans like that, and they don't want positives, and that's fine. I it's how I it's how I it makes me cope with the game a little bit better. Yep, uh, Michelle says thanks for the therapy again. That goes both ways. Thanks everybody for being here so we could vent too. Um, that's what this community is kind of all about. All right, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, on Wisconsin, we'll finish with this one. K five zero four six. At least this is Edie's last year. Yes. No. Until more. their never ending line of recruits just keep right. coming in. My <laughs> gosh, right? Um, just to, I keep looking at comments, man. I just can't. But anyway, we'll wrap it there. On Wisconsin, guys. Obviously, a, bu- a huge bounce back week. Uh, I think we covered most of this game here, but uh, let's get let's let's bounce back and get a win. Rajiv, um, thanks as always for jumping on, man. I feel like you should read this one. This is really the last comment. This, you know, this is like need something in advance of Ryan's rooting for his 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yes, Ryan's got one week left before the big game. <laughs> Can I tell you really quick? Sometimes, and now again, we'll, we'll go off on a quick tangent, but like somebody put left a review on the show and said, stop effing talking about the 49ers. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. So now I don't, I'm like, I think I just do it during my bet online reads mostly, uh, my FanDuel reads, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. He left me a two star review. Uh, yeah, you could at least give me three. Uh, hey, we're all fans of different teams. You guys see the Colts helmet up behind me. I'm a Colts fan. We all have different teams we're fans of, but this is what we all agree on is this team. <laughs> this team, this community. Um, appreciate all of you guys so much. On Wisconsin, and we'll talk later. Hmm.